you kind of don't realize it's happening to you at first. It's definitely a transcendent meditative state. I get in rhythm with the beat of the drum and the longer I dance, I float on the beat of the drum and then I actually become the drum. the music so deeply mm -hmm. and it vibrates throughout my body and my body just moves I, I don't have control anymore it's just because I have at that point entered into this realm of becoming music to my body is just responding to whatever it hears separate from me. When the music stops, I'm just like, wow, that was great. That was so much fun. And it takes me like hours to like come down from that. I've seen film of myself dancing and I'm like, who's that? that? That's you. And I'm like, wow, wow, how did I do that? It's like, I don't even know how my body moves that way. In my dance, what inspires me is the oval, that open space. When I walk across it, I imagine, how can I fill this up with dance? You know, how can I stretch my arms wide enough to reach from every corner? How can I put my dance energy all around? What would my body look like? movements become bigger and my strokes become broader. When I look at trees, I, I look for trees that are already dancing. And I'll show you guys one in particular that I love. It's like it has his hip out and his arms are stretched like this. nobody watching. When you wake up in the morning, and you get a free moment in the grocery store aisle. <laughs> yeah, and you just, you hear some music and you just have to stop and move.
in Brazilian dance, they have um, a god, uh, Yemanya, who's the, the goddess of the water in cleansing and, and purity and protector of children. And But the festival, you wear all white and you go into the water. And there's these ritual dances where you're coming up with the water and, and bringing it over your head and cleansing yourself and um, giving thanks. When the slave ships came from Africa, coming, making their way back to the Americas and where they stopped, and, and when they got to Brazil, some slaves got away and they went into the forest. And they couldn't find them, they couldn't catch them. And then when they could catch, got caught up with them, they fought them off with capoeira. And capoeira is, is like a, a worship dance to the gods. So it, it's, like, it's like they're dancing, they're doing jinga and, and all these turns and flips, but it can also be used as defense. Like when you're like slicing and, and cutting, they're like cutting away at any obstacles that are in their way or, or clearing things out. And the women were dancing samba. And so when you see some of these movements, people are, are thinking, oh, that's just so sexy, or oh, that's so cool. And it is, but it definitely has some significant um, cultural heritage and value and meaning to it. And that, to me, is sacred. Just go. There have been times where we've been in a parade and someone else's music sounds better to me than what our bateria is playing and I'm somewhere else. I'm with that music and I don't even realize it until someone from my own contingent says, what are you doing? Why are you dancing with them? We're over here. And I'll just be like, oh, okay, because I'm following the music. It takes a lot of practice because before I started doing samba, I was like, I'm in control of my body. I know, and I was like, oh, I don't know how to move that body part. I don't know how to move my hip like that. I don't think my body moves like that. So I actually had to find that muscle, find that motion within myself, and then will it to move. And you have to engage and look and bring people in and say, look, look at my how how my hands moving. Isn't that pretty? Look at that. Don't you like it? You know, all of that showmanship.
people make assumptions. Did that really happen to you? No, I'm a fiction writer. But you said this and that when you wrote that story or I read something you wrote and it, it said that it's fiction, it's not me, it's a character that I created. In my costumes, they're all named, right? There's Bad Kitty, there's Queen of the Drums, there's Octopus Lady, no, Lady Octopus. Um, there's Firstborn, which is the first costume I made, and, and Sigma, and Aurora. There's like all these names that I give these costumes, either because of their color, their, um, their meaning to me, or the show or parade that we're doing, it may have a theme. Um, so I give them these names, and when I put them on, they're a costume. So I'm dancing that mood of that costume. Maybe similarities, but it's a character. my show face. That's Good. My, that's my Stacy Joe face. Yeah. I call that the Stacy Joe face. In class you guys see Stacy face. Mm -hmm. In costume you see Stacy Joe. <laughs> Stacy Johnson is a deep well. Stacey Johnson is a samba dancer and writer living in Castro Valley, California. She is obsessed with photographing and drawing the trees she encounters in her daily life. This has been an episode of Wild and Unlikely Places, a podcast that seeks to capture the creative pulse of artists of color based in the Bay Area. This project inquires into the inspirations, obsessions, memories, and ghosts of a different artist each episode. We believe that in our world, art making is political. Wild and Unlikely Places shines a spotlight on the creative spirits of fiercely imaginative people of color whose work ventures beyond expectation in pursuit of wilder terrain. episode was produced by myself, Claire Calderon, and Imogen teasley Block. The samba music you heard was Batucadas by Mitoka Samba and Magaleña by Sergio Mendes. Visit our website, wildandunlikelyplaces.wordpress.com, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. think are in that one? Oh, um, 50? 50 of these maybe. And so these are Nando feathers, these are rooster feathers, this is 
some kind of little poor little bird feather. <laughs> <laughs> and then those. But yeah, this is pretty big and then you have heels on.